Welcome to the 8-Bit Cat Show, a place where friends geek out over the nerdy things we love, sometimes with cats. There's the backside of Mr. Kitty. Yeah. I'm your host, Stephanie Katz, with us tonight, Zach. That's me. Peter. Hi. And Tom. Hey, yo. With the dancing cat. It's fantastic. I love it. Oh, and now we're going to space. That cat just oh, jumped into space. Okay. <laughs> All right, perfect. Wonderful. Um, so, yes, we had a nice little break, uh, and now we've got stuff to talk about. Um, are you guys caught up on Halo? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't sound enthused, right, but let's, they are done. Let's start with, with Peter, because I know the last time we had talked, you'd only watched half of the first episode. No, so I, I had watched the first episode and half of the second episode. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So I've watched the rest of that uh, today. And um, it's not that it's all inherently awful. It's just, why is this a Halo show? Like, why are they using the Halo IP to tell a story that has literally nothing to do with Halo anymore? They're telling a new Halo story. Are they, a, though? A cinematic Halo story. I don't know. I never played the games. They're not really. The, I mean, they have... They've got elements of what was there before in the books, but it, it's like it, it's different enough at this point that it might as well not even be this IP. They could have done pretty much any Space Marine, yes. Exactly. But but Master Chief. But the reason That's they did... not Master Chief, again, though, is it? I think the reason they're doing it this way is so it's not as big of a swing to get a, the budget that they want to do because they, they would, to tell this story, they would still need a huge budget. And the only way they're going to get that huge budget, if they go, well, we already have a built-in audience of a bunch of ridiculous people that will watch this. So you're not, you're, you're not guaranteed to lose money on it immediately. We can at least, they'll at least stick around for the first couple of episodes and then we can try and hook them, but they'll stick around for the first couple episodes just because it's supposed to be a Halo show. They'll watch the two first two episodes just to hate the show, and then you at least still didn't lose money, quote unquote, on it. They probably will still lose money on it, but you know. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, I get. It doesn't feel like Halo at all. Like uh, until this last episode, this last episode finally felt like some fucking Halo. Just because it had a fight scene with the Covenant. But again. That's Cortana, what Halo is. I already is. know how to play this game. This is my favorite line. Uh, that was a fantastic line. Cortana, I already know how to play the game. And you're like, yeah, that's what every single person has said since <laughs> Halo, the second time they played Halo 1 through. They're like, yeah, I know how to play the game. I don't need to do the fucking scene at the beginning. Going through all of the, the, the tutorial is unnecessary at this point. Let me skip it. And he goes, no, it's unskippable. I'm so sad that he did not punch Halsey in the face. I was hoping that he would have. That, that scene made me laugh when he like raged out and jumped to punch her because it's like this is fucking stupid. See, no, I loved that he jumped to punch her, and then when she shut off his, I guess the his, what, his the neural bridge when she turned off the neural bridge, apparently gravity started working. Then she turned on on gravity because he's yeah. still he's still a two ton behemoth in a giant piece of armor launching off with genetically and armor augmented legs. He's gonna. There's this thing called inertia, in uh, physics, that he's still got a fuck ton of, and he would at least fall on top of her as a two thousand pound thing, and she'd still be dead. He doesn't even need to punch her. And I'm like, but she turns off the neural bridge, and all of a sudden he stops flying forward when he jumped off, clearly trying to punch Superman, punch her in the face again, utterly ridiculous, still, but and then just falls immediately, and you're like, that's that's not what stopping his muscles does he doesn't just stop moving forward in space after an action he already took and then you turn him off now cortana's like the the brakes you know how like if you hit the brakes too hard and you got something in your passenger seat it just goes thunk yeah but he didn't go thunk you know he just immediately stopped he didn't slide and thunk no he just her off boom how did he stop moving forward but beside the point because I, because she made him like a cat to land on his back. I don't know. 
but yeah that sounded better in my head and then i just went with it <laughs> that didn't sound very good uh <laughs> whatever this actually um makes me want to go play the games because like i want to i want to see the as fun as that would be to watch you play halo Ow. i have to insist to you that it is not the same experience and you're not going to enjoy yourself we'll play it we'll play it co-op i'll play it co-op with her and we'll be fine because i'll just do everything and she'll get to look at all the stuff and go oh that was fun i pulled the trigger a bunch <laughs> Ooh, grenades! You're so do those kill you? Why do you guys have zero faith in me on everything? You'll because there's no enemies, and she'll be like, "I killed one." I did kill one. <laughs> Out of it your... was there in your own in your own assessment and constant uh, talk about any time you've ever played any sort of first person shooter or f honestly any sort of first person fighting game, you don't do good at them. They ain't your bag, bro. So rude. Uh, you said that. That we're just quoting you on this one. Only I'm allowed to make fun of me. We weren't making fun of you. Just you were. Nope. I was. I, I was warning you away. It's like you might not have a good experience if you're like I'm gonna go to this game based on what I saw in this show. I I know it. I know it's a different story, but I'd like to have. I think she'll like the games a lot better. At least one, two, and three. I'm like I don't know. I'm really hooked. I have I have many questions. I've got the Master Chief Collection. We can play it. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm aware. I am. Any excuse for her to play <laughs> Halo with me, I'm down for. Because I didn't think I'd ever be able to get her to actually play that game. Right. The real question is, if I make her play through it, do I play with the original graphics or the updated remastered ones? Updated remaster. <laughs> no. The old ones A are better. A little bit of both. The old no. ones are better. There's still times in those first couple of games that I have to switch back to the regular ones so I can figure out where to go because I'm like, this doesn't look right. This isn't. Wh See, where but do maybe I go? I'll I'll know because it's my first time. No, maybe. Who knows? But going back to the show, I will say that last final scene where the Covenant is actually dropping dropping troops down and Master Chief is doing his Master Chief thing, it finally did feel a little bit more like Halo, like because yeah, there's exposition and plot line. That happens while you're shooting things in the face. That's that's the whole point of the games. And yeah, yeah. I know there. Uh, we all knew it was going to be a little bit slower. There wasn't going to be. There wasn't going to literally only be action. It really was going to be all the scenes in between the levels of the game. Is really what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting a lot of. Uh, oh, he's back hanging out with these marines here, or they're doing the logistics stuff over here. And I was expecting that, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're going to get a couple of fight scenes. But this one was. It was. It was it had a good couple of good callbacks. Him flipping through, switch to your secondary. Shut the fuck up, Cortana. That's really what he wanted to say. But and then he had his amazing Master Chief moment. Just oh, I'm gonna jump off a cliff, ride a banshee. I actually was a little disappointed that he didn't rip the elite out of the banshee and fly the banshee. But yeah. taking it and adjusting the engine so that it then crashed into a phantom, and then he gets up without a scratch on him and start shooting more things. I'm like, well, that's a very Master Chief thing to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw that, uh, what was that, Halo, the beginning of Halo 3, where he jumps out, he, for a brick, he flew pretty good. <laughs> no, I guess, yeah, that's the beginning well, of Halo. frozen at the beginning of Halo 3, yeah. He had, like, no control over that, though. No, 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 yeah. uh, which, which one was <laughs> the one where he, which one was the one where he, uh, Oh, no, I guess that's, uh, fuck, that's Reach, isn't it? That's Noble Six that does that one. Which one are you talking? Where, where, no, no, that's There's Halo 2. a lot of, like, falling from no, the No, Halo 2. Sorry, it's Halo 2, where he, Halo where the. Halo 2 is where he takes the bomb from yes, the station. Where he, jumps the, where he jumps out of the station with the bomb. Sorry, that's yeah. Halo 2. The beginning of Halo 2 is what I'm thinking of. Halo Reach is when Noble Six gets dropped out of, like, orbit. Yeah, George, but Emil, uh, Emil just drops him out of the window. He goes. You had it right the first time. It was George. It was George. It is George, yeah. yeah. Emil's yeah. the sniper. So I know that, like. And John, the only survivor of Noble Team. John's a badass because he's the Master Chief. But we kind of both had a question, like, how come Kai freaked the fuck out and, like, dropped to the ground and let the shit get kicked out of her? But he's John's like, no, nah, I'm good. I have emotions, but I'm fine. Bad writing. Uh, it's a, I think it's a common. Women are weak. 
I think it's really? a combination of uh, poor writing and also that they want to show that the Master Chief is actually stronger than everybody else. But the, oh, yeah, he's that's, special. that's just nonsense. But the other point is, he you're does still a trained soldier. Like that doesn't just yeah. go away. Yeah, but he does also have Cortana in his head that's regulating his emotions as well. Which because that's why she's supposed to be the backup. That's why Halsey's like, well, she he can take out his thing. Keep an eye on him, Cortana. She they didn't even know that Kai took it, cut hers out. And I will say, yeah, even if you're a trained soldier, but if they've been suppressing your emotions and feelings for the last thirty years. You're probably gonna have a uh, a pretty visceral and severe reaction the first time you actually experience combat with all of your emotions in check. So I think that's what that was a good. I actually liked that scene because it's like, well, yeah, even as a trained soldier, all of a sudden, if the first time you're actually smelling, hearing, and feeling combat, yeah, you're gonna freak the fuck out. I mean, you did try to bench her, but obviously shit went sideways. Well, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, you're benched until we're fucked. Then yes, please come out and shoot people in the face. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're benched. Well, actually, the covenant just dropped in. I feel like I feel like he probably probably should have had her on the gun on the jeep and let one of the others do cover fire she's also their long-range sniper so she is their cover fire person that's what she's trained and specialized in oh the big dude is there to shoot big guns oh he's definitely like he's he's their heavy weapon guy he's the guy that they hand the rocket launcher what about the other chick he's the george without all the niceties george was george had a great mustache though um what about the other chick uh She's probably communications slash uh, demolitions. Mm. She's probably the, she's probably uh, talk to talk to the boss and blow shit up. <clears throat> Woohoo! I'm just saying that's what she looked like to me. Um, I did love the scene where they were talking about the needler, where she's like, yeah. "Oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite weapon. Uh, the needles go right in here, and then they slice into the flesh, and then they super combine and explode, and all you see is pink mist and viscera, and you're like, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's how it works. Uh, you seem a little giddy about that, Kai. Uh, What's her name, Miranda? Miranda Keys, yeah. She was, She's like, I don't know whether to be impressed or uncomfortable. She was a little bit of both. She's like, oh, you know a lot. Also, you're fucking creepy. Um, okay. So, really glad that actually, thing's not loaded. Yeah, and then you actually see the needler being used. Yeah, and... and the guy oh, just explodes. And it's fucking amazing. Honestly, I will give them their combat is really great. It takes... It it does what Halo never could do, because I don't... Is it, I guess they can technically rate a game X... Yeah, but then you can only sell it in certain stores. Yeah, yeah but I was going to say, they can technically. So whatever they had to do to just be the bare minimum of, oh, we can get away with this. Though I also, originally, the, the physics didn't last for to explode. I would like I would like NPCs, at least in Halo, to actually, eviscer- actually explode, and what? there's parts of them everywhere. I mean, I get the Spartan thing. You're like, oh, that's the base model. It's hard to do that. Yeah, the programming isn't there, but it would be pretty impressive to see. Like, oh, yeah, he blew up, and now his fingers are over there, and his toe's over here. Awesome. Is anyone else annoyed by, uh, what's her name? Quan Ha. I'll be honest. Whenever her parts of the story come on, I kind of zone out. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. So I couldn't tell you shit that's going on with her. I'm I'm really hoping that she starts to matter at some point in time, because it feels like we've wasted a lot of time of this show that's supposed to be about Halo talking to some random girl. Like, I'm sure she's also going to be able to use a keystone. Like, she's going to be a reclaimer. Technically, as well. maybe she's just an annoying character. I really think she's going to mean something. Because there's definitely... They're setting up to be the dichotomy between her and the uh, weird blonde girl that got adopted by the the prophets. Mm -hmm. They're definitely setting up, like, a a yin-yang thing. They're going, oh, they're they're basically the same, but basically the opposite. I thought that was John's role. No, John's the glue that's going to hold them together at some point in time, I'm guessing. I don't know. This it's show... almost like they're setting up too much stuff and adding too much random shit to be a cohesive plot. No, just the... honestly, <laughs> every single person who, was watched, who watched the first episode of the show would have watched 12 episodes of John just blowing, going through and blowing stuff up. Yeah. Would have watched 12 episodes of that. Easy. Like, no plot? There wasn't actually plot to that? Are you sure? No, it felt pretty cohesive. 
He went from the beginning to the end, and everybody was dead in between. That seems very cohesive. Look at all that plot there. That was wonderful. Yeah. I'm afraid John's not going to be able to see through her bullshit. And he's going to get and that he's going to get people ganked like the creepy worm thingy came and got that ship. Hunterworms? Yeah, that. I mean, John is kind of known for being tricked easily. Uh, oh. he, he is kind of naive. <laughs> yeah. Again, because the only thing he learned about human interaction from the age he was six on was how to Ball end order. it. How to end it. <laughs> How do you how do you end human interaction the most effective way possible from the farthest to a distance with the fewest amount of bullets? He's like, I got that. I can do that. Yeah, sounds great. I was disappointed in that that big battle scene that most of it was just John doing on his own and it wasn't Cortana telling him jump now, increase your angle to thirty degrees because that's like that's what she does in the games basically is she's doing all the extra shit to make to make you look like a badass. They, yeah. made, they made John a little too badass on his own. The reason he is the best Spartan ever is because Cortana's sitting there going, making minute adjustments for him. Like and They would have had the perfect scene with the using the Banshee to blow up the uh, Phantom. And instead it was just, no, stay on mission. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's said, like, nah, bruh. If, if, Cortana had said, if Cortana had popped out and goes, oh yeah, do this, do this. This is how you disable the Banshee from the air. I've, I'm, I've logged it. I've hacked into the Covenant Battle.net. Which is a line in every movie, I think, or every game. <laughs> Give it time. But maybe we'll maybe we'll get that this week. As an antagonist in this show, a little bit, yeah. She's not she's not John's partner yet. I'm sorry, I, I missed the first part of what you said. What are we talking about? It is worth noting that Cortana's an antagonist in this show. She's a bad oh. guy technically. She doesn't really, yeah. She's not John's partner, and her intention is not to be John's partner. It's to take over his body. Yeah, she thinks that's still the plan. I think I think eventually we're gonna get to basically where the Halo movie or the Halo game started, and you're like, he relies on her immediately and implicitly for everything, and trusts everything, every single thing she's ever told him, even if it really doesn't make any sense, and he probably shouldn't trust it. That would be nice, but it's just as likely that they're gonna have her end up being where she is by the end of Halo Five or oh, Halo Four. You think she's gonna go immediately to rampancy? wouldn't surprise me it's the it, it, this isn't a universe that's familiar with ais this is the first ai they've ever made yeah yeah like i said that, that i could see that happening but i really don't want to and that would that was that if they went that direction that's where it would really feel like it had differed too far from the the source material for me i didn't want to have john be out of his armor 90 percent of the time and yet that still happened <laughs> i knew that was going to happen I'm sorry. It I, didn't need to. It so it, badly didn't need to. It didn't need to, but I was comfortable going in knowing that that was going to happen because I, I'd read some behind-the-scenes stuff, and yeah, to make the armor look accurate, guess what? It's really uncomfortable to fucking wear. <laughs> Good for them. They signed the contract to be in it. But they also signed the contract to go, I'm an actor. I, my face should be on screen, shouldn't it? Pretty sure that's a thing. Just saying Mandalorian did it, they could have done it. The Mandalorian did it as long as they could, and then now their main star is not going to put up with it anymore, so you're going to see his face even more than you already have, which has already been too much in my personal opinion. Uh, like, are we, though? Because isn't he going back to that planet to redeem himself? I don't think he gives a shit. Oh, okay. If he was, If he's smart, he wouldn't fucking give a shit. My favorite meme is the one where um, he's like, Oh, I took my helmet off. I'm not. She said I'm not a Mandalorian anymore. And then it's like, bro, you have the dark saber. You tell her she's not a Mandalorian anymore. That's kind of what. That's you kind of make the rules now, bro. You're the Mandalore. Uh. Well, random aside. While we're talking about Star Wars, um, well, it's not aside. I, I just added it on the notes. But um, so I read an article about, you know, the upcoming Obi-Wan series and, uh, Hayden Christensen was like, yeah, I totally binged all of Clone Wars in preparation for this. That was probably the best thing he could have done. So I'm like oh, real excited. In preparation. It wasn't just cause it's a fucking good show. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it was to prepare for my role. No, I promise I'm not ignoring other obligations for something stupid. Like I want to watch a cartoon. I, Hey, I think it could be both. I one, I don't think this is the first time he's watched it all the way through. I think he just been. I think this time he watched it so that he for preparation. 
I think other, I think he's seen it before, and that was just because he's like, well, this is pretty enjoyable. Wow, this guy makes me look really good as Anakin Skywalker. This is <laughs> this is fixing a lot of the shit that I fucked up. Now I get to fix some of the shit I fucked up, and I'm going to base a lot of fixing that on the guy that already fixed a lot of it. Okay, this is going to be great. Perfect. We're good to go. Wonderful. He's playing Vader. <laughs> He's going to be in flashbacks. Come on. We all know that. Hey, if the if the book of Boba Fett is any indication, this is probably gonna be mostly flashback. <laughs> you wanted Obi Wan, you get Darth Vader. No, see, I'd be fine with Darth Vader, but I I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot of Obi Wan and whiny Anakin, because he still has to be whiny. They've already established that's his character. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we're gonna have the Obi Wan Vader run in at some point. They're not, not outside of a, not outside of a force vision or something. It, 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 that is one thing that would completely ruin the canon and would piss so many Star Wars people off because it's supposed to be. Guess what? Hey guys, they I, haven't they haven't seen each other I'm gonna, since I'm gonna until they're on. I'm gonna break this to you, and I'm so sorry. Um, in that same article, um, there is an iconic line in A New Hope which the meaning is about to forever be changed. And that's the line where he's like, I haven't felt this presence in whatever time. A long time. Yeah. They, they gonna have a run in bros. Well, it could still be a long time. Eight years is still, is almost as long a time as 10 years. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be like, oh yeah, three years ago, I just like ran into him. Like, but I think it's gonna be a legit Obi-Wan. We were actually hanging out last week. Uh, yeah, like I think it's gonna be a legit Obi Wan, uh, Vader standoff. We went to go see the power converters down at the Mos Eisley Cantina, and uh, it was a great time. Had some death sticks. It's all good. All good. Just night with the boys. I'm just I'm just trying to prepare you guys so you guys don't get mad later. Oh, still gonna get mad. <laughs> yeah, oh, I would still be pissed. Okay, well. The, the but I mean, also, who, who is in charge of the Obi-Wan show? Who's directing it? Yeah. Deborah who, Chow? Who, who's the writer? Combination. I, Bryce Dallas Howard wrote at least one episode. I know that. It's a lot of the same people that did Mandalorian. And then yeah. the showrunners are still Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau. Okay. If I remember correctly, the showrunners, the, the producers... It wouldn't be the first time that Jon Favreau has blatantly ignored things that were previously established in canon because he wants to do something cool. Yeah, but most of the time when it... kind of does that shit all the time, actually, in like Clone said, Wars. Mostly when he does that, though, it works out because you're like, well, that was cool enough to justify ruining yeah. it a little bit. I'm trying to get you... That's so... basically the entire reason the MCU got off the ground is because he's like, you know it would be cooler is if he did this, which is not what he would do in the comic books, and you're like... And now everybody loves Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, even though he was an alcoholic dick in the comics. The the writers are Joby Harold and Stuart Beatty. Oh. It's uh, probably written by a lot of bad people. Let's see. Joby Harold, Stuart Beatty, George Lucas, Hossein Amini, Hannah Friedman, and Andrew Stanton. George actually got a writing credit? Four episodes. Oh. I bet those are the ones with the flashbacks in them. Yeah, it looks like um, the first two people I mentioned have the bulk of the episodes, and then it the it's all directed by Deborah Chow. They didn't um, break this one up to different directors like they have previously. She also directed some of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian as well. I'll give her that. Fair enough. So there, there's your answers. I don't know. We'll have to wait. Yeah. One more month. I mean, so far, the only... Almost to the day. Like, since Disney has taken over, the only consistently good bit of media from Star Wars has been The Mandalorian. So I'm kind of prepared for this to not be great. Oh, that's sad. I've got hopes. I don't know. Book of Boba Fett would have been so easy to make good, and then they gave us what they gave us. All I know is that Obi-Wan will be played well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I will be, still be fine not listening to anything else, and the music will be great. So we're good. Music's good, and Hugh McGregor's there. I'm going to be fine. At least oh, I'll be okay. It could still piss me off. 
We'll I'm see. Sure of that. Um. So we also finally watched Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Tom, did you Moon. watch Moon Knight? No. <laughs> Your yeah. gifts are so perfect. <laughs> um. It's not a bad show. Uh, I'm not not enjoying it, but I have no clue what the fuck this show is about. It's about Moon Knight. <laughs> I mean. And then if, if I'm not mistaken, Moon Knight is based off of Egyptian gods? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, uh, there's no prior info I can give. I, I can't cite the comics because the comics are so fucking weird and ass backwards sometimes. So the show is just the following sh- a long yes. line of tradition. I was going to say, the show is doing a great job of translating the feeling of reading the comics. Because it's like, I'll be like, oh... I have a question about this thing. And then you go to the next episode and it's like, not only did you not answer my previous question, but you gave me five more questions. Well, like what? Um, like, I, like, how are the avatars selected? Like, how does that whole thing go down? Why, what happened with Khonshu and, uh, crazy Ethan Hawkeye? Why, why does, um... Oscar Isaac have, like, what what's to deal with the multiple personalities and the, like, he had it under control for a while and then something changed. Like, what is yeah, happening? His brain got invaded by an Egyptian god. Um, you don't necessarily have an origin story for mental disorders. You're asking for the villain's motivation. Well, that's that's what episode. I'm saying. That, well, uh. that, that, yeah, that's what, like, it, was this a previous disorder or was this, like, a happened because of well you got an answer then because he said i used to have it under control which means yes i had this disorder and then it got worse once Kansu showed up i don't know that didn't feel it was it's vague enough where it may not have been and how many personalities are there too like we know we know there's mark and there's what's the other guy's name steven so there's at least one there's at least one more because they both woke up going who did you, how, why did you kill everybody? And they're like, I didn't kill everybody. Why did you kill everybody? Yeah. There's at least one more crazy, uh, I think in the comics he normally, I think he has three, right? I think it's three. Yeah, he definitely has three. It's, it, it, but I don't think he ever had more than that either, though. It's only, it's always only been three. It's pretty consistently just the three. Yeah, okay. I'm just making sure. I thought there was a third. I'm like, I always forgot that who's like legitimately the crazy one. Hot. I don't know the names of all three of them. But yeah, one of them is like legitimately just the worst. Like a like a second map. Is that He's... the one that was in the other sarcophagus that they didn't open? Probably. Yes. And I would probably. I would more likely be inclined to believe that all that's happening right now in the most recent episode is in their head, and the third personality is just in charge doing evil shit. I don't think so. I think he's legitimately dying. I think he is in some sort of afterlife because uh, I forget the hippo-headed god from Egyptian mythology. But he's basically the that well, I guess I think it's a she in the show, but it's basically a the ferryman from like every other mythology is like that's the one that transports you into the afterlife. And so he's still just dying. He hasn't died yet, so that's why he the the yeah, the asylum stuff is all definitely taking place in his head in slow motion while he's dying falling through a pool. He definitely got shot. Twice? Yeah. Um, so, the, the hippo goddess that you're referring to. Yes. Uh, is the goddess of childbirth and fertility. Is that true? Yes. He's literally looking at it right now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm not sure why she showed up. Showed up. Now, I'm very, now I'm actually confused. That one. <laughs> that one, Tom. Thank you. That one right there. Yeah. Goddess like, of childbirth and fertility. I like how they both scream and freak out. That's not the one that was friends with with Kanchu, right? Is this a different one? I can't remember. I'd What's her name? Her- Heretas? No, no, I'm just asking him. The hippo one that you were just looking at, what is the actual Egyptian god's name? It's like name? a... Tawaret? T-A-W-E-R-E-T. Nope, I don't know that. 
<laughs> I I do have like my complaint with this show so far is one we haven't actually gotten very much Moon Knight, and then they've already taken away his powers. Like we didn't even see them, and then it's like, oh, now he doesn't have them. So here's why that probably doesn't bother me. Um, it's because Moon Knight doesn't have superpowers in the comics. He's a street level vigilante. He just has his like gadgets. Mm-hmm. Um, so him losing his un like breakable armor that breaks whenever the plot demands it. Um, no, it's doesn't just bother me really. no. I thought that I thought he still did have like with Kanshu. I thought Kanshu still did heal him. Well, so here's where the the problem of the comics show up. That's a big maybe. Well, you we know, really he literally know says, sure. "If He's we fucking sp- insane, if we split, you <laughs> won't have my healing armor anymore." He says that in the show. You're correct. I'm talking about in the comics where it kind of goes back and forth. Sometimes he is canonically like tied to the Egyptian god, and that's how he does incredible things. And then other times, he's just a crazy dude who thinks that he's tied to an Egyptian god, but he's not. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. The Moon Knight is guy. the worst case of retcons in like any bit of media. So a show like this was inherently risky. So when y'all are like, oh, this is like the personification of reading the comic in show form, I'm kind of thinking the opposite. This is the most consistent his character's ever been. Yeah, they do change him. Like every single writer has written him so differently. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see where they're actually yeah, going with this. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Overall, I'm liking I'm liking the show. It's a weird Alexander the Great thing going on there. That was interesting. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but it's also one of those. It's like, okay, what are we doing here? All right bunch of different weird shit i do like the subtle use from the foley department that you can always tell that there is glass in uh uh ethan Hawke's shoes oh when he walks no yeah when clank, he, clank. The, the foley department has been great on that because it's just very subtle but there's always a little the tinkling of broken glass and you're like i'm, I'm glad y'all are paying attention how thank does you he have, i appreciate that how does he have feet and how is there not like blood just pouring out of his shoes it's one of those things once you once you build up your feet enough that it doesn't hurt anymore yeah his feet are all calloused and rough they're basically stones i see it's like the it's like the people that run ultra marathons barefoot like yeah i'm just gonna run 100 miles barefoot because it's actually better for my feet Uh uh-huh people are crazy usually don't want to get that like calluses scraped away because it just makes the skin weaker again exactly you just leave it and let it grow. Mm. One giant bunion all the way across the bottom of your foot. So, Peter, <laughs> you watched Northman. How was that? Uh, God fucking awful. Go on. Really? All year. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrible. They're, uh, so It's been hyped up pretty hard. You don't believe the hype. Because the hype for it is basically, oh, it's going to be um, a Viking prince is going to go and start a rebellion against this evil dude that killed his dad and like reclaim the throne and all that that's not what this is even a little bit most of the footage from the trailer is in like from like the first 20 minutes or so of the movie the rest of it is a completely different thing it's based on the uh the norse um myth it was the legend of hamlet it's what hamlet's based on i was about to say i'm like it's gonna be hamlet isn't it jesus that's what it is it's based on hamlet in fact the uh the actors are all using really bad fake accents throughout it. Nice. Um, nice. But whenever the mom says the main character's name consistently, she'll say Hamlet. Everyone else is saying the correct name, and she's like, no, Hamlet. <laughs> but um, so the plot of the actual myth, it, it's completely different from what they're doing in the movie. In the movie, he pretends to be a slave to go and kill his dad and gets a magic sword that can only be used at night. And there's no explained reason for why he needs to use this magic sword that can be only be used at night to kill his dad. Or his uncle. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of the movies, like, you kind of just have to ignore the rules of the universe established to make it work. It perpetuates a lot of the basically European myth of what Vikings were like. They're all dirty, savage blood drinkers that sell slaves nonstop. Not how they were. Not at all. At all. It also does the same, like, uh, women weak, men strong thing that Vikings didn't believe. 
It's yeah, they were they a matriarchal it. society. Yeah, it's not how that worked. And there, at one point, they um, th- this is a minor thing, but it annoyed the piss out of me. They, when setting up for like a final battle, they're like, "Oh, well, I'll meet you at the gates of hell." And then it throughout the movies, it's doing these like uh, Nord runes uh, cue cards to say what's happening next. Sometimes it's to establish a time skip. Sometimes it's a new location. So this one it says gates of hell. It's spelled H-E-L as in Helheim, you know, the really cold place that people who don't die in battle go to. Yeah. And they use uh, an actual location, uh, a volcano called the Gates of Hell, that was, it, it's an active volcano. It's a European, like, Christian thing. It's not at all to do with anything to do with Norse mythology. It just sounded appropriate. And it's that same perpetuation of those myths that this is how this would be, not what it actually was. Hmm. Fine. Does it yeah. even get a cat? No. <laughs> Half a I can think of about a two-second sequence that I actually liked throughout it. Um, it. One of the other things, too, it's re- it was really bad until, like, the last 15, 20 minutes on committing to whether or not magic and stuff like that was real in this story. Because <laughs> there's, there's, at one point, he fights a Draugr, to get the magic sword, kills him, and then it suddenly flashes to the corpse holding the sword again, and then he just takes it. There's no fight. And it's like, well, did he just hallucinate that shit? Did that actually happen in the st- what's going on here? And all of this stuff before that is kind of the same thing. as a hallucination. Did that actually happen? What the fuck is going on? Right up until the very end when it's like, no, yeah, there, there's magic and shit. It, it's, it's real. <laughs> well. Cool, 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 cool. I'll watch cool. it when it streams for free somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it don't waste your money on it it's like two and a half hours long or it felt two and a half hours long Jeez, it probably and is all the movies are getting that long now yeah. <laughs> you know what was, is really worth your money the unbearable weight of massive talent I'd imagine so oh my god <laughs> it's so good it's so good I feel like that movie knows exactly what it's supposed to be I only had one complaint about this movie Ow. Why? it's a very serious complaint <laughs> Honestly, I'm 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 a little fucking pissed. Okay. Also, I love that Tom. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my biggest problem with this movie was that they were packing too many jokes right next to each other, so people were still laughing over it. So I didn't get to hear the next punchline. That's, that's actually like it's a funny complaint, but it's a legitimate complaint. It is. A, you like, really it, do shit like that. It is. It is really meant to be a funny complaint. But I actually think I will enjoy this movie more watching it at home. And I loved this fucking movie. I've been telling everybody, you need to go watch this movie. They, ma- they make fun of that. They make, fun- <laughs> they, make- they make a reference to basically every Nicolas Cage movie ever. And he plays, yes, they do. They say put the bunny back in the box. It's they- everything. It's-, it's honestly, it's exactly what it, it knows exactly what it's doing. And it's like, it's supposed to be just ridiculous enough that you can get through it because it's still Nicolas Cage being peak Nicolas Cage, but also Nicolas Cage making fun of the fact that he knows what he everybody thinks he is. The whole movie is a meta critique on the movie making business and in fact making this movie that they're actually making. And Pedro Pascal is fucking amazing in it. And there's a great twist that I didn't see coming. Which is rare because he usually sees them coming. And uh, I honestly, I've been telling everybody, you know, like, just seriously, just go watch this movie. Yeah, that one was in there. That too. was, yep, yep, all of them. Several <laughs> times, actually. They made a reference to that a lot. That one was actually on the TV at one point in time. <laughs> so, no, it's definitely eight cats. I, yeah, it's, uh, it's honestly, this one, we give her a hard time for giving out perfect scores. This one, this one is basically, ex- this is exactly what I wanted from this movie. That's cool. Though based on this movie, based on this discussion, I do have a question for the two of you, gentlemen. Go for it. What's your favorite Nick Cage movie? National Treasure. <laughs> this is why me and Peter are friends. <laughs> All right, Tom, give me a more cultured answer. <laughs> a more cultured answer? I mean, I would say Connor. I like Connor. Fuck yes. All right, this is why uh, me and Tom like, are friends. I like Connor. <laughs> Losers. Even though it's just a weird movie. Oh, it's I a terrible. It. It's honestly legitimately a terrible movie, but it's also an amazing movie. I love yeah. Connor is fucking fantastic. Cyrus the Virus is one of the best villains <laughs> in any anything. 
Steve Buscemi is just creepy enough that you do kind of want to punch him in the face. Uh-huh. Uh, what is it? John Cusack, isn't he in that too? Yeah, steals a Corvette. That one's great. Everything blows up. They land. They land on the. They land on the Las Vegas Strip. I'm sorry. Welcome to Con Air. Thank you. Yes, John Malkovich is amazing. Yeah, but hey, speaking of John Malkovich, the unbearable weight of massive talent remind me a lot of being John Malkovich at points too. Not a Nick Cage movie, but still a fantastic movie that everyone should see. Yeah, I I really I really enjoyed it, and I mean, it was one of those movies where it's like, I'm not sure this could this one could really go. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. Like there, there's no, there's no halfway on this on this movie. On this, it was either going to be so good, it's so amazing, it's not even funny, or so bad, it's still good. Just like in every Nick Cage movie, it's either amazing or it's so bad that it's still entertaining as fuck. Yeah, that's why it's hard to list a movie of his that's like overtly bad. Because even if it does suck, you're still having fun. Oh yeah, like Gone in sixty <laughs> seconds, amazing movie. <laughs> but honestly, legitimately, terrible movie. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, I did say I will give some props. Uh, there were two people dressed up for this. Oh movie yeah, some dude showed up as when Ghost we showed Rider. up. We, well, you ruined the story. Wow. I'm sorry. No, uh, two, <laughs> two people were dressed up for this movie, which nobody knew anything about. And yeah, they came dressed up just as I guess their favorite Nick Cage characters. There was there was Ghost Rider, and then there was ba- uh, Spider Man Noir. Oh yeah, I forgot he plays him. Well, we thought I thought it was like I'm like, why is Rorschach at this movie? This makes no sense. <laughs> and then I'm like, Nick Cage voice Spider Man Noir. All right, that's your favorite Nick Cage character. All right, props because that was an amazing movie too. But that one was legitimately good. No, I will give you. I think National Treasure is probably Nick Cage's best movie. Is it my favorite Nick Cage movie? No. Is it the best Nick Cage movie? Probably yes, because he's not necessarily Nick Cage in that one. Somebody reined his ass in. <laughs> uh, and the Wicker so, Man's great just for the one scene, but this is a is bit that? of a tangent. It's it's no, Norse Spider Man talking <laughs> about like the the traumas of the, that they've all gone through to motivate Miles. Not like oh, I lost my uncle Ben, but like, have you had any of these things happen? Use that as fuel for your powers. You were going to say something uh, else, though. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a tangent. I was explaining to Maddie what what Noir Spider-Man was. And she misunderstood what I was saying and thought that I was referring to Spider-Man without the R. No. <laughs> He's... <laughs> no R Spider-Man. He's just Spider-Man. Yeah. He's just Spider-Man. Ow. It's not that hard. You don't get it? It's Spider-Man. No R Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Just a quick, dumb little thing like that. No, I love that. That's actually fantastic. Fantastic. So, Noir Spider-Man. Noir Spider-Man. <laughs> actually, I think it even works better as Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Noir. So, uh, yeah, that's his coffee <laughs> order. Uh, I need a tall latte uh, for Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, Spider-Man. Speaking of Marvel things um we got some trailer drops this last couple of weeks um first one is like the teaser official whatever for thor love and thunder they finally dropped that trailer where what less than a month out from that movie actually which just means it's got a lot of a lot of spoilers they want to keep under wraps no no they've been doing they've been close it's just like spider-man uh, no Way Home. They wanted to keep it as close to the wraps as possible. Uh, after watching this, I'm pretty sure Star-Lord and Thor are in love. They're going <laughs> to fuck. They're going to fuck. It's going to happen. I mean, Star-Lord is canonically bisexual. I I did, and, and Thor is a Norse god. I'm pretty sure they fuck anything that moves. Yeah. They're <laughs> not, not only are they omnipowerful and omni, uh, an omniscient, they're also uh, omnisexual. Zeus, Zeus was. I know the Greek gods are definitely that way. I'm well, pretty the sure Greek, the Norse the were Greek up there too. The Greek gods are super fucked up. Um, anyway, uh, they also there we got the release for the Jurassic World Dominion official behind the scenes 
uh, trailer. Um, Speaking of people Chris Pratt's probably going to be gay with, Jeff Goldblum, come on. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum. He's my hero. Uh, and then we also got Life finds a way. the official trailer for uh, the Sonic Origins game called Sonic Origins. Um, it's basically just a remaster of 1, 2, 3, and something else. There's a fourth I mean, one there, in there. There was a Sonic 4, just not on any, like it wasn't good by any means. I don't think they did Sonic 4. They did Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, I think. But They, they made did it... do eventually a Sonic 4 for no, like but, the Xbox. No, I meant for the Sonic Origins. I don't believe yeah, they did Sonic 4 as part of one of their remakes. It looks pretty good. <laughs> They got some, like, what, okay, so they got the classic mode, and then, like, I don't know what, what they're, what they're called. I forgot what they were calling it now. They have classic mode, and then they had a new mode that they were I, doing. I think it's anniversary mode. Yeah, and I don't really see the difference. The animations, I guess, a little, are a little it, bit I think in the anniversary fighting. mode, you can play as any, as uh, Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles in any of the game. <laughs> like, you don't, it's not necessarily... No, I thought that, that, well, that was one of the major points for me was I thought that you were able to play them as in any of the games. That's That was the main reason for this Anniversary update. mode is, um, it's putting it back into its classic mode. Then what's the well, other then what's mode? what's classic mode? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's infinite. It's just fuck around mode. Okay, fun. So classic mode's the <laughs> game. Anniversary mode's just fuck it, do whatever. Like, you're, you're immortal, you can do whatever the hell you want. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Actually, that would be kind of fun to explore all the waterlogged levels. <laughs> if you're right? immortal, just run around down there. That sounds great, actually. I'd like to actually see what happens here. But, honestly, I might buy it, just because I actually, I did grow up, I loved the Sonic games. They were great. Here's the thing, oh, though. If Sonic you already... CD. Huh? The, the other game. It's Sonic CD. I don't know why I didn't think of that one. Oh, yeah, that oh. makes sense. Yeah, I okay. didn't even remember, so there's that. Um, but if you have Sonic Mania, you already have all these games. Which we do. We have Sonic Mania? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But it's okay. Is it on? What, what platform is it on? PlayStation. Yeah. And I believe this is going to be a digital-only release. Wouldn't surprise me. But, but I, Sonic I think... Mania didn't come with the classic games, did it? Wasn't it just it was a new dead. game using the old engine? It had them. Yeah, all? it's just a new game using the old engine. What? It's not. A, it's not the old games. What? Yeah, it, it started as a fan game from ROM hacking. It doesn't have the old games. It has a few levels that are based on the old games, but it is a different game. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't play it. I didn't even know we owned it. <laughs> I remember her buying it. She was very excited about the statue. Statue, did no, you get I that? didn't. Did I get that? I don't think you changed your mind because you went from very excited to not thinking it was worth it. Oh, well, you kept oh, asking me about it every time we would work together. I think it, I think it's because it was one of my freebies. But yeah. this says that. Hold on. Read carefully. <laughs> Read with comprehension, everybody. What is comprehension? Okay, I'm not totally crazy. It does have several redesigned levels. Which I did say. He did say that. Whatever. Now I've got to go buy this <laughs> other fucking game. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're just going to cruise right along to... Oh, Tom's not here to do the thing. What thing? My echo. He's not here to... Oh, it's over there. Just, just no, I can't button. reach it. It's fine. The oh, speed wow. run! <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage edition. Oh, the Nicolas Cage edition. Yes, I love that movie so much that in honor of Nicolas Cage, this will be the speed run Nicolas Cage ed edition. So these are all um, random crazy facts that I found on the interwebs about... Nick fucking Cage. Yeah. So. That guy. Yeah. You ready for this, guys? This is gonna be really exciting. Let's try this. Sure. This would be the first time that I would uh, not have to go first if y'all wanted to switch that up. Whoever can go first. I don't care. I'm just gonna let you guys at it. All right. He once woke up to find a stranger eating a fudgicle at the end of his bed. 
did the stranger bring his own fudgesicle or did he steal one of Nick Cage's? I feel like that could just have been a dream. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a nightmare. <laughs> he he never went uh, back to that house after that. It's Nick Cage. You never know what his nightmares are. He, he like. probably bought a new house. Yeah, the, knowing Nick Cage's bad use of money, he's like, well, they know where I live. Buying a new house. <laughs> Crazy Sell the other one? No, there. just leave it empty. Spoilers, that stranger was Pedro Pascal. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Uh, while filming Vampire's Kiss, he ate live cockroaches, and it was his idea to do it. Yeah, he had to do it twice. That was his diet. He had to do it twice because they didn't get it the first take. It was more than twice. It was like five. Well, that's too many. Yeah, isn't he After like a... V- if I did it once and they're like, hey, you got to do it again, I'm like, no, give me a fake one now. I'm done with the real one. Isn't he like a vegan or something like that, too? I don't think he eats uh, meat. He's eating a cockroach. He's not a vegan. No, he's not. He's, um, oh, God. I just I just read about it, too, while I was looking all this stuff up. He's on a um, very, it's a very weird diet, but it's not, or like he, what he chooses to consume, but it's not like, veganism or something like that like it's something Probably like fruititarian or something. no he's not a like fruititarian that. oh my god i cannot remember right now i didn't write it down but whatever. Uh, okay the first thing that came up for me was that he chooses what he eats according to the way that they have sex that's it yes Wait, what according to the the way that <laughs> animals choose to have sex he that's how he decides what he's gonna eat because in that in that doesn't it say something about like um he finds fish and birds have sex in a very dignified manner is what he says so he'll eat he'll eat fish and he'll eat birds but he doesn't he doesn't fuck cows because they fuck weird yeah he doesn't eat cows because they fuck weird yeah pigs aren't dignified enough weird that's is that not one is that not one of the uh the things on this uh speed run oh my lord no but he has done drugs with his cat specifically mushrooms that makes sense Cats are always on a little bit of a psychedelic trip all the time. That actually is like part of their brain chemistry. They literally like when a human being trips. The so what happened was <laughs> his cat got into some mushrooms, and he was like, "Well, I don't want my cat to be all fucked up by himself." Cat on mushrooms. There we go. So I will take the mushrooms too. <laughs> okay, you know what? I think in that situation, no, you need to be sober for your high cat. <laughs> There's always supposed to, you're supposed to have a drug Sherpa. Somebody's supposed to guide you through the trip that is sober. I'm telling you right there, he should have been holding that cat's paw, telling you, buddy, it's gonna be okay. Just keep breathing. You just breathe through it. None of it's real. Oh, don't say that. He'll believe that nothing's real and then he'll die. Uh, wait, uh, no, no, it's all good. You just stay calm, buddy. It's all cool. Just look at the colors. Just look at the colors. Uh. <laughs> Uh, he once owned 15 houses, included a uh, haunted one. I told you, see, he just bought another house when that fudgesicle guy showed up. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why one of the houses is haunted now. He he, he bought the houses. The and the dude's haunting the old house. He bought the houses specifically because they were haunted, too. He well, also yeah, owned a castle, too. Yes. Of course he did. They made him give the castle back because he didn't pay his taxes on it, I think. That also sounds very accurate for a thing he would do. Uh, he once sold a rare Superman comic for more than $2 million. He might be the biggest Superman fan on the planet. I know that one for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna That is definitely that the case. I super don't want him to ever actually play Superman again. No, 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 but he can pay the money to produce a Superman movie that I think it would be okay. Yeah. I, I, I think you could even give him some creative control. Just don't let him be Superman. That's don't yeah. let him be Superman. Like, yes, this looks good. Has no taste. I think skinny, strung out meth head Superman is exactly the direction we're looking for. Thank you, Kevin Smith. He owns a pyramid shaped tomb in New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. That just, that, that, of course he does. Like a thing he would do. Of course he does. Uh, He helped Johnny Depp break into acting. Okay, acting. Okay, Mm -hmm. I I figured they were going to steal something. I honestly legitimately thought that that was going a different direction. He helped Johnny Depp break into Amber Heard's house. I don't know. I was expecting something like that. (laughs) That's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to be the one to say it. (laughs) Where I was kind of going with that, but I'm glad we're all on the same wavelength. Well, I've been watching nothing but the like the trial stuff lately. (laughs) Oh my! I can't. I was so over it the first round. I'm just. 
this time it's actually going pretty well for him. Yeah, I did just read today that um, apparently her lawyer objected to himself asking a question. <laughs> yeah. And Johnny Depp lost it. Like, he could not contain himself. <laughs> this fucking clown. <laughs> Though I am sad, apparently... Uh, He's gotten so pissed at them basically dangling the uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean thing over him that he's like, I'm no, I'll never come back no matter how much you offer to pay me if uh, once this is over and you want me back. Y'all are a bunch of assholes and you should have kept me around all the whole time. So go fuck mm-hmm. yourselves. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with that. I can't really blame him. I don't have a problem with that. Plus, I'm sure Margot Robbie will do great as the new lead. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, She's that's the what new they, lead. That, that's the last thing I heard about a new Pirates movie. Was I didn't see that. That that could be interesting. There's actually. been so much reboot and rewrite because of all the... But anyway, uh, he's reportedly one of the few people to see Graceland's restricted areas. He got to see the toilet where Elvis died? Did he, he do so legally? He was engaged to Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, he was. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. And she chucked her engagement ring off a yacht into the ocean. He paid $100,000 for divers to go get it, and they couldn't find it. Hilarious. No, they found it. No, they didn't. They kept it. Oh, they totally uh, found it. Yeah, they found it and pawned it immediately. And they got the $100,000 and got to what they pawned <laughs> that for. He also spent $300,000 on a dinosaur skull. And they confiscated it from him. It's fucking yeah, hilarious. Own those. <laughs> he didn't know it was stolen. Yeah, that was the only reason he didn't get to sure own it, is because it was stolen. <laughs> Uh, he was arrested in 2011 and Dog the Bounty Hunter posted his bail. Well, that's what he does. He is a bail bondsman. Yeah. Was he in Hawaii when he got arrested? Uh, I don't know. It was in 2011. Because I'm pretty sure Dog works out of Hawaii, so that would make sense that... I thought he worked out of California. I think it was Hawaii. Whatever. I don't remember. I... But if he was anywhere near Dog the Bounty Hunter, that would make sense. What would be even better is if he hadn't paid Dog the Bounty Hunter back and we got to see him hunt down Nicolas Cage on that show. I feel like it would not have gone well. Dog the Bounty Hunter was just um, revealed to be the armadillo on The Masked Singer. That was a couple weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. Since we've talked about this broadcast, it hadn't happened. Anyway. Uh, his professional name is an homage to superhero Luke Cage. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's Nicholas, or, yeah, Nicholas Coppola, I think is his real name, right? Correct. Because he's oh. Francis Ford Coppola's kid or nephew. He would have gone with Superman, right? Like, <laughs> Well, instead of going with Superman, uh, one of his children is named Kal-El, after one of Cage's favorite superheroes. Yeah, his kid is named Kal-El. And then the other one is Weston. So he gave oh, one of Weston. his kids a, a semi, that's a semi-normal name. That's well, almost West- a normal name. I believe well, yeah, but your brother, you're you are the sibling of fucking Cal L. I believe Weston <laughs> was the firstborn. Okay, so he gave the firstborn a normal name, and he's like, "Well, I got a sec, I got a backup kid, Cal L. It is." Um, he's all, he actually, when Weston was born, he um was originally supposed to be Aragorn in Lord of the Rings, but he turned the role down, uh, because he wanted to spend time with his son and he didn't want to spend forever years. That's got to be one of his biggest regrets. But yeah, but God. the world is better for it. Thank God we got Vigo Mortens. Uh, and he's been married five times. That's it? Yeah. That seems pretty low. I actually thought it was more than that. Yeah. I was expecting you to throw it like 24 or something ridiculous. No, nope, like only that. five. Did you know that Johnny Depp has more houses than him, though? That doesn't surprise me. Johnny Depp's got like 25 houses. Is that from Face Off? That's from Face Off, right? <laughs> it may be. I'm pretty sure that's from Face Off. I'm pretty sure that's when John Travolta is supposed to be inhabiting his body at that point. Well, no, they just swapped faces, but yeah. They swap bodies. No, they, they swap faces. I, I know the premise, but <laughs> if you look at it, they swap bodies. It should have right. just been, it should have just been like. Well, that's br- what he's doing. He's making sure the face isn't going to fall off. It should have been mind <laughs> off. Brain off. Brain off. Brain off. Brain off. Because you should turn your brain off to enjoy that movie. Uh, well, that brings us to Extra Bitch. Who's going first this week? Peter. Hey, cool. Peter's going first this week. Yeah, because mine's kind of lame and she knows it. There's a $300 Hawkeye toy that's really fucking cool. It's ridiculously well detailed. <laughs> it's of Kate Bishop. Uh, yeah. Hawkeye. That's what he said, didn't it? Yeah. They're both Hawkeye. Right, but it's specifically the Kate Bishop 
No, no, no. You just spend $300, flip a coin, hope you get the hot guy you like. Oh, hot. That would, honestly, that would be a gimmick that would be real interesting. But it is based on the uh, Hawkeye TV series, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like it, at least. I thought it was. It would make sense, too, on the grounds that her costume in the show is the only one that fits the Hawkeye theme of all her costumes. And the other one, she just wears generic purple spandex in the comic. Makes sense. Hmm. Clever girl. Weird hip holes. (laughs) Tomas! Hello. Hello. You've been very quiet. Yeah. Uh, my little thing was a uh, corridor crew ended up putting uh, old Batman in the Batman trailer. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. They put Adam West's Batman just over Robert Pattinson, basically. Yeah, that's that sounds great. And they and put in the old Batmobile and everything. It's actually okay, quite need to watch it. Need to watch it. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. No waste. Uh, my bit was Zachary. my bit was also about Bas- Batman. Basket Man? Uh, Basket Man. Uh, <laughs> my my uh, bit was also about Batman. Um, May 10th, uh, issue one of Jurassic League comes out. And it is a reimagining of the Justice League if all of the, um, all of the superheroes were dinosaurs. Like the dinosaurs from Dinosaurs. <laughs> like stand-up, like anthropomorphic smart dinosaurs run around on two feet everything like that and so batman has a new origin story but he's also a velociraptor so it's uh and the joker's like the weird guy that uh the weird dinosaur that fucks up the um newman at the end of jurassic park can't remember the actual character's name jurassic park what's the name of the dinosaur that kills dennis nedry Dilophosaurus. Yeah, that one. Thank you. The, the sticks yeah. is, uh, yeah, <laughs> and spits, spits stuff at him. Yeah, the Joker's one of those. And it's, but he also has acid spit because he still has, like, they combine the origin story from, like, the 1989 Batman movie. Yeah. Where they both have basically the same origin story kind of thing like that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I only got to see the two-page preview, and I'm on board. It seems utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I I can't wait to see what they do with all the other superheroes because, like, the the Batsaraptor, um, <laughs> Velocibatter. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out there. Uh, he's got like he like actually he still has like all the gadgets and stuff, but it's like made out of bamboo and reeds. <laughs> And I'm not sure what they're actually doing here. It just seems more like an aesthetic thing. I don't think he actually has a grappling hook. Alrighty. I've got I've got two this week. Uh my first one is this video of um you when you first watch it, it starts out with a guy and he's like in I'm not sure if he's just in really short shorts or he's in his tidy whiteies, but you see him oh, Valkyrie. You see him walking into this fountain. And then the camera pans over, and his dog is just in the middle of the fountain trying to, like, bite the water. And this, and he's, the man had to, like, go in there to get his dog out. The dog would not come. The dog would not come, and he's, it's funny. He's having a good time. And then, for your weekly dose of Disney, um, this is actually, this isn't a recent video. This is actually pretty, pretty old. Um, but I just thought it was freaking amazing. Um, so at the, uh, at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, um, in the before times, they would have a pianist that would sit and play the piano. And, um, this little girl wanted her dad to sing Ave Maria with it. And, um, so she goes up and asks the man if he would play it so her dad could sing. And he, the pianist is like, sure, whatever, man, this is going to go poorly. And it does not. It does not go poorly. It actually goes, like, so amazing that he stopped, like, the entire lobby because he's just, like, his voice is, he sounds like he could be an opera singer. Like, it was it was amazing. So I, wanna, I want that to be a lovely, heartwarming story. But all I can think is my head is that he sent his daughter over there to the pianist and go, ask him to play Ave Maria because you want to hear your daddy sing. But really, I just want to sing because I know I'm awesome 
and I'm going to nail this and I'm going to go viral and look super cool at Disney World. But I really want it to be the first story that they actually reported there that the little girl just loves her dad so much. What kid knows Ave Maria? How old is this kid? She sing, he sings it to her all the time. Well, and she was fine. like she's like five or six that general age range. I wouldn't be surprised, all things considered, because it's like, well, you're tiny. They'll listen to you. They won't listen to me if I'm like, hey, play this so I can sing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that concludes our show this week. It has been concluded. The new Eight Bit Cat show will come out on Friday. Don't forget to like and subscribe. There's a cat here. Why are you doing a weird thing to my cat? He was trying to put him on camera. He's a star. You can, of course, find us on patreon.com slash 8bitcats. Uh, we appreciate your support. It, uh, it allows us to continue to do these goofy things. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, geek out, be fabulous, and have fun. Bye. That's all Maddie in the background. Bye. <laughs> Mr. Kitty, Mr. Kitty, all I want, one follow. That's it. Just one, okay? No, no, hey, hey. It's okay. Just a follow. That's all I'm asking for. You just follow us on Patreon. You can listen to us on Audible. No, no, hey, 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 oh, damn it. Oh, hi, Mr. Kitty. So you came back? Oh, thank you for the follow. I definitely appreciate it. Now you're going to get all the specials. That's what you're going to get. Yes, you are. Okay, bye.